0: Welcome to the Bosses Fuck Podcast, a no bullshit, no sugarcoating guide and discussion for female entrepreneurs and those who want to learn how to be boss in life and in business. I'm your host, Katie Seller, and I'm currently building my empire, which includes helping other women to be successful, break barriers, and live life on their own terms. So that's what we're here to do today. You ready, babe? Let's fucking do this. Hello, hello! It's Wednesday, we're back! Um, I'm, I'm... Okay, I have to admit. So I saw Panic! at the Disco um, this past weekend. I had never seen them live, but I've always loved them. Um, mild obsession with Brendan Urie, the, sing- the lead singer. Um... I'm now probably at unhealthy obsession level. (laughs) It's ridiculous, like a 12-year-old girl. Um, I've been listening to the music nonstop, so I was actually like singing it in my head before I started. I promise not to sing on air because you will hate it. But anywho, um, I want to jump right in. Um, I mentioned this on the last episode, but today I want to dive more into it. I acquired a new business, um, a second business, I should say, because I'm going to do Meta Marvels until I die. But I acquired a second business. Um, if you listen to the last episode, you're like, yeah, yeah, we know because you're up on your episodes. Good for you, girl. But if you haven't, I acquired a second business and I'm so fucking excited about it. Uh, it's called Profanity Pillows, uh, profanitypillows.com. Um, and eventually they will also be carried on Metal Marvels uh, because technically Metal Marvels is the owner. Um, so I figured why not put them on both because they go so perfectly. But one of, my, uh, one of my babes asked me to talk about the process of acquiring a business and how I decided on it, um, you know, if it fell into my lap or if I was searching it out. Etc. So that's what I wanted to cover today for you babes who might be looking to add a, another stream of income in the form of a, another shop. Of course, you can start something brand new, but if you've done it once, that you know, like the work required is obviously a shit ton. So acquiring an existing business is typically an easier route. Typically, (laughs) if you remember, I did acquire Zion's Den apparel with a partner. That was a failure, Um, but more importantly, a lesson. Um, That happened because my friend at the time was the original owner and creator of the business. I was looking to add an additional stream of income, and this sort of happened. I, you know, inquired, of course, I was planning on doing it alone um, until approached by another um, friend about doing partners. So I think a few things happened. I think with that, I think I jumped quickly at it because I thought she was way undervaluing the company with her asking price, but also because I wanted another stream of income and because... I had big dreams of where the company could go. You know, I saw it taking over plus size activewear. At least that was my goal. But I think it was bad for the fact that I should have thought through it. Should have thought through it more. (laughs) Got all tongue twined. Tied. God, what is wrong with me today? Panic on the disco at the brain. I can't fucking think. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but I should have like processed it more and thought about it and like, what that was going into and what was going to be required. And if I was fully into it, or if I was sort of more jumping, because I really wanted that second stream of income. And I definitely uh, shouldn't have done it with a partner. I should have just done it myself. I think it would have been far more successful today had I done it alone. But again, failure equals lessons. So lessons learned. (laughs) And this one, which was exactly what she asked of me, my friend, um, this one actually fell into my lap. Um. I've still since Zion's Den been looking. I always kind of see what's out there, what's for sale, um, and or if I have another crazy idea to bring to market. But this company, when I was presented the opportunity, was called Pearl Reveal Cushions, which it technically still is on Facebook because they are lagging ass at approving the name change. They keep telling me that they can't approve Pearl Reveal, or sorry, uh, profanity pillows. So I've done like a little trick that Britt, my social girl, told me of like putting profanity pillows in the current name and then like eventually removing the current name and it will do it. But that didn't work either now. So I don't know. I keep appealing it and telling them that it's absolutely stupid because it is the legal name of the business. It's our website. They've already let me change the username for the page, so I don't know why they're not letting me change the actual name. Ridiculous, but profanity pillows is what it's called now. Um, I'm obsessed, it's perfect and it's being trademarked. Boom! <laughs> um, but you know, I had actually seen like a post of theirs before, and I liked what they were doing, you know, because obviously it's in the same realm that I am, and I have zero like home decor right now, um, outside of like drinkware, which obviously isn't technically decor. Um, so yeah, so one day I got an email that they were, you know, thinking of selling the company. And since we had the same target market, like if I wanted first dibs at it, I was super excited, but also super weary because of last time. Um, I mean, that was like, my big thing was like, well, you know, that one failed and, I don't want to do that again. And (laughs) dad comes through with the assurance and he, as he does and he says, yeah, but this time, if you fail, it's all on you. You don't have some insert his choice word for her here to answer to for 50% of decisions. And he was right. Like, this is all on me. Um, And I think there's like, as weird as it sounds, some people are like would maybe rather share the responsibility or the blame if it fails. Like, I actually like it so much more that, like, the end-all be-all of decisions is me. And if it does fail, like, that is on me. And that just motivates me more to kick ass at it. And so I researched their asking price versus, like, what was being asked for similar businesses or similar revenue businesses on Shopify, Um, And again, getting a great deal, though, I did negotiate a couple thousand off. (laughs) But the next main step, and this is like, if you're, if you're going to buy a business, you have to do your due diligence, like, you have to do it. So typically, you ha- I mean, you have to verify sales numbers, tax returns, and things like that. So you'll usually just sign an NDA. It's a standard non-disclosure agreement saying you're not going to share any of this information that you learn about the company, their finances, etc., with anybody else. And that gives you basically free reign that they'll open up the books to you so you could see what you're sort of looking at. Um, to make sure that you're like making a smart choice, obviously, typically some people will like have an accountant sign an NDA and then have them look over it. If you're not like super aware of the numbers, um, I'm just pretty well versed on looking at numbers and looking at, um, tax returns and profit loss statements and business statements and all that stuff. So if you're not, you can always have, you know, your account or whatever, sign the NDA and have them do it for you. Then, you know, that's when you get access to like that insider info within the business. With Profanity Pillows, it was actually really easy um, to verify their numbers they were telling me because they're actually on Shopify. So they made me a user account. Um, if anybody has Shopify, you know how you can make like a user account for your team member or any of like, sometimes it's like the people that work with apps, all that stuff. So they made me a user account and gave me access to reports only, which is fine, but um, But then I had real time like info about sales from the open date to current. So I was able to see all the sales that happened, um, every single like product that sold and what sold best, where the marketing was coming from. I mean, really anything you could think of. Like at that point, I had access to just to verify, you know, their sales numbers. And in doing so, my dad even said like, because, of course, I've. if you don't know, <laughs> uh, my dad is, like, an unpaid consultant. He's paid in having the best daughter on the planet um, and the occasional, like, Christmas gift and, you know, things like that that's nicer. I randomly treated him to dinner, and he, like, blew his mind. But <laughs> uh, he's an unpaid consultant, technically. So, like, he's been in business for, I don't know, 33 years now, 34, 30, 33 32. I don't know. Either way, he's been in business a very long time, very successful business. Um, completely separate entity than what I'm doing. He's in the automotive business. So it has nothing to do with me. But he's been doing that for a long time. So like, he knows this shit. So I ask him a bunch of questions all the time, um, when I'm stumped or whatever, and bounce ideas, things like that. So of course, I told him about this. And, you know, he said he's like, Well, if they're making what you say they're making, like you're getting a really good deal. So I'm like, Okay, well, let me verify. So I get into Shopify, of course, I can see all the numbers. So the numbers are correct. and I'm like, Okay, cool, a bitchin deal works for me. So that was amazing. So especially if you're buying a business on Shopify, give them that option. You know, hey, just to make it a lot simpler, I mean, you still want tax returns and things like that. But just to make it a lot simpler, you can, you know, make me a user, give me reports to Give me access to reports only, then you can't see anything else to do with the business. So that's really fucking cool. Um, I wish we had this with um Zion's Den, but also had we actually been given inventory when we started, that would have definitely been a lot easier too. Um she was planning on just closing. So she's, you know, like basically like liquidated everything. So that that wasn't great for us. Anyways, you basically check all the numbers consult, you know, any money guys you got if you need to like make sure the valuation isn't crazy, because I have seen on it's on exchange, some people are asking for a crap ton of money that is not valid. Like some people literally have sold 20 grand and they're asking for like, I think the one I saw was like $600,000. Like that is so unrealistic. No. So make sure you do your homework that way too. Whether it's like, it seems too good to be true or it's astronomical. <laughs> um, but in this case, I was getting a smoking deal and I got a bunch of inventory to start. So after looking it over, you know, I decided that they were like, right. It's the same Target market as mine. And I think it's like a match made in heaven with Metal Marvel's empire, you know, so I said, fuck, yes, let's do it. You know, it's still a tad scared. But like, no doubt this would pay off. So then from like, the point of being like, yeah, cool, let's do it. Um, typically with any business, you're gonna do like a deposit. So we did have 5050 because I felt like that was still a, a decent amount of money. Also too, if I did any lower, I don't know that they would have taken it, but you want to give a decent amount to where like, they're not going to run away with all the money and then you're not going to be out all the money. So we did a 50-50 split. I did 50 deposit upfront and then we start the bit, like the process of transferring everything to me. Sometimes this is a longer process, but Um, They were sort of ready to get out and I wanted to get started like right away. So we made it happen. But it's it's a tedious process. I mean, think about your business and how many things you're attached to in the daily functioning of your business. That's all social media. That's email apps. That's accounting shit. That's domains and websites and suppliers and manufacturers and Shopify or whatever website or Any of those apps there that maybe have a separate login or like all these things, the list goes on of all the things that you like don't think about that you're actually attached to daily for your business. That's, you know, account that has to be transferred to somebody or a password that needs to be changed so they can have a basic password just to log in and then like change it on their own. So it's like it's a tedious thing to get it all over to a new owner. I personally highly recommend if they don't create one. luckily they did for me. I double checked it made sure everything was on it. but you can create a checklist of what you need beforehand so you know what they're needing to send you. so like a list of all like emails including passwords, all website logins, um, including passwords, all this, all that like literally oh social logins, literally everything you can need, write it out in a checklist supplier, you know, info and make that introduction or whatever, and just things like that. So you know, step by step, like what you need to do, and you know that you're not sending that final payment until you have all of those things that includes inventory, I didn't send final payment until we had all the inventory in our fulfillment center, made sure everything was cool with that. We had like one delay, I think, because Facebook was being a pain in the ass, of course. And then I sent final payment. Um, And another thing too, to run over like with run by with the old owner and hopefully agree to is to write into your contract that they'll be available when you need them should further questions arise after the handoff. So, they can't walk away and leave you high and dry if you happen to have questions of something that needs to get done that maybe didn't like maybe slipped by the checklist. If they're still on board technically, like they're not working and they're not doing anything, you just can shoot them questions, etc., stuff like that that's what you need it could be any amount of time too like mine I think we said three months I don't think we're gonna even need that long because I'm pretty it's already self-sufficient on its own but like still you want to have that backup of somebody who's been running this company for however long before you took over so you want to make sure that like that is set in stone so you have that in writing Um, but the checklist is like a must have to make sure you get everything you need all account passwords and access supplier info, like literally anything you need to function and run the business. Now, if you're lucky, you can basically just start going. um, Because it was already an existing business. I could have kept it going as is and I did for like a week. But was working behind the scenes on changing everything. Um, I knew in my soul, that it needed a new name and some new badass branding to match the product because the branding was for was very soft and girly and it didn't really match a pillow that's white and gold and says fuck off on it. <laughs> so, I spent a little extra time behind the scenes like getting all that finished before I announced it to the world because, you know, this time I was doing it on my own terms and I wanted to do it right. I wanted to launch something that I was proud of that while I hadn't been running the business this whole time, that I can move forward knowing that, like, it looks like me. It looks like Metal Marvels. It looks like an established brand. So that's what I did. And let me tell you, it's still scary as fuck. (laughs) But luckily with this one, you know, at least it's had some, like, slow but steady sales coming in without a shit ton of effort. Just because, of course, I'm still trying to figure out, like, Juggling both and getting systems in place and processes and like things like that. But still, there's some sales coming in, which is amazing. And of course, my Metal Marvel was represented when I announced um, <laughs> and bought a bunch of fucking pillows. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but like with Zion's Den, we had nothing. So we had months like I think three months of no money coming in. So we shelled out a decent amount of money and then a crap ton of extra money to like get fabric and get the manufacturing process started and trying to get shit figured out with no money coming in. Like that sucked. (laughs) I also think that like this worked out better because it seamlessly fits with my brand already. I mean, that is why they approached me in the first place, you know? And I think in like in looking for a business to acquire, I think you can go like one of two ways, you know, do you want something that fits seamlessly with your current passion? It just might be like another Avenue, like my acquiring this business, I don't have home decor. So this is a whole other Avenue that I have yet to even like breach, but was definitely something on my list. But now I already have it and it's established and it's already had sales Um, And then, like I said, adding it to my site just to have like basically like double income on the pillows and it just fit like, oh, it just molds so perfectly. (laughs) Or do you want something that is completely separate? That's another and different passion of yours. You know, I don't think that's a bad idea either. It It depends because both have, you know, pluses and minuses. If it's completely different. Maybe your mind gets a break from the other stuff, you know? If you are kind of tired, because you could do it to like burnt out doing the same thing every day. So say you make fucking pottery and you are tired a little bit of staring at that all day every day without another creative release. So maybe you find something else that is, a separate entity that allows you to be creative. Maybe you start making jewelry and sell it on another completely separate site, you know, but it's, it's separate, but it still allows you to like be creative if the, like the creative is the passion, but it's a different item. So, you know, you have like, you have, you know, pluses and minuses with both, you know, if it's the same, you already know that a lot of the groundwork required for that ideal client is done because it's the same as yours, you know? So really, it's just like, what you're looking for most, like what you want to take on in this moment, as far as like a second stream of income comes. Because while yes, it's going to be a main focus of like, of course, but I feel like your main thing will always be Like, your original thing will always be, like, the main focus. So these, like, extra arms that you're building, you know, have to be something that you're willing to put the work in for. Honestly. (laughs) And, I mean, as far as this one goes, it was a no-brainer for me to have a second stream of income be something so closely closely related to what I'm already doing. I, you know, when they approached me, I was like, that's, like, a really good idea. (laughs) Before my, like, quick hesitation of, like, oh, shit, like, kicked in. But, you know, obviously opportunities like this aren't going to fall into everyone's laps and probably never mine again. (laughs) But there's plenty of resources to look for stores to buy if you want something um, existing. You know, there's Businesses for Sale. I think it's businessesforsale.com. I don't know. You can Google that. Um, But I actually really love the Shopify Exchange website, Um, It's a great place to start. Literally, you can Google Shopify Exchange. It might be exchange.shopify. You'll get it. Um, (laughs) But there's like dropshipping stores or print-on-demand stores. So like you don't have to actually carry inventory and... They do all the shipping and all that shit for you. The profit margins are a little less, um, but you can always do that too. Um, Or there's actual like existing brands who carry their own inventory who are looking to sell. It could be, you know, it got too big and they can't handle it. Or it's sort of at a stalemate and they're unsure how to move forward. You know, maybe you have a fresh set of eyes and you see the potential in the business based on the prior sales and you can do something with it. You know, and I really like it. This site, especially because it allows you to actually see real sales numbers from these stores because it pulls directly from their Shopify. Um, When they sign in to like sell their store, it actually links to their store. So it pulls all the information. So you're always getting like real time info. Like I think it's like the last 12 months um, revenue, I believe. Um, So that's a really, really great place to start. And you could just browse and see, like I said, some people ask astronomical obscene prices. Some people are definitely way more realistic. Um, there's some starter stores that are actually really cheap. And if you sort of like, you know, the branding and the idea of the store, pick it up and run with it. And it's not, you know, too much the where you're going to like lose a bunch if it fails kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, so that's definitely ship out, um, check out Shopify exchange. And also ask around in Facebook groups you're in. You never know if someone is lurking in those business groups that's like ready to let go, or you know whatever. So ask around. Um, or you could just jump in head first and open up a brand new store with a new niche or a complementary one to the one you're currently in. If you want to start from the ground up, really, it's it's up to you of like what level of work you're looking to t- take on, basically. Um, you know, and some of the world's most wealthiest people have multiple streams of income. And while that's amazing, because who doesn't love money? I also want my red shit in homes and on bodies all over the world. So like, that's where, like, my multiple things comes in. <laughs> um, but I hope you like today's episode. Um, I think there's a lot of info. I feel like I, I can tangent on this a little bit, because I, I, I love the the processes behind it and um, the idea of just acquiring a business is like super fucking exciting to me. I'm kind of a dork when it comes to business, but you know, that's why we're here. (laughs) But um, if you haven't yet, I would love for you to come join the Facebook group. Um, Of course, like the normal plug, I would love if you leave me a review here on iTunes. But I want you to join the Facebook group. You know, some of the favorite like groups that I've been in are like taking turns for the worse, or some are falling apart, and it's not great. But ours is here to stay. And why we might be small, um, I think we have you know rad babes in there that actually want to connect with each other, and you know, just get help and share experience and get like a market research type thing or whatever. And there's no sales and don't allow people to sell things. Um, I will of course post if it is related to the episode and it's a topic that I want to bring up or whatever, but like, I don't let anybody sell. There's no like any of that. Um, and I would love for you to, to join. Um, I'll be posting about today's topic And I want to connect with you on it. So if you listen on release day or week, um, come join the conversation. You'll see it in the group. If you listen later, you can always chime in after. Um, For anybody that wants to join, find Bosses Fuck for Female Entrepreneurs on Facebook. You should see my face. <laughs> uh, join the group. And then, um, if this is after the fact or whatever, you can use a search bar, um, and just search business acquisition and it'll pop up. Um, and then you can interact with all of us and I would fucking love that. So that is it for today. And I will see you next week. You sexy babe, you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes so more babes can find our podcast and do not forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Do you want more Bosses Fuck? You can follow us on Instagram at BossesFuckPodcast or for even more, head to BossesFuck.com. Don't forget to join me back here next week for a brand new episode. And remember, always be boss as fuck.